Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are talking about breaking news, a new-ish episode only a week behind season 11 episode one or season eight episode one depending how you're counting these things season the new Hulu season. what yes yes if you go on disney plus or hulu or whatever it's considered season 11 if you look in the other thing it's season eight it doesn't matter it's the new episodes they need the to get it together it's... they do <laughs> think of the podcasters Yes, honestly, broadcast <laughs> order or whatever, production order, either season 11 or season 8, it's fine. We're really on the cutting edge here. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined, as always, by Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? I'm good. I was laughing about how any, like, reputable podcast would have, like, a big event of, like, oh, it's been, <laughs> like, literal years since a new Futurama episode has come out. We are, like, a Futurama podcast. My <laughs> beloved ex-boss, Adam, texted me about like oh where's the podcast and i was like oh yeah. we haven't watched it yet Lindsay's like at home and he said you literally have one job uh, so he's <laughs> laughing about how like this is our thing and like the biggest event in the history of the thing or at least in the past six years of the thing has happened and we like take a week off and then like oh, we'll do thing. one <laughs> here's the thing about the thing they keep doing this it's not even yeah. anymore so yes we are back with me not having a microphone to the listeners especially beloved ex-boss adam I'm sorry. I know how annoying it is to have your host sound terrible. And yet, <laughs> here I am. I'm here. I'm here. So really, the fact that I showed yes. up for this enormous Being event. Being away from really precious moments. Precious moments. My charming nephew standing mere feet away outside the window. Nose pressed moments. to the window saying, what Nose is Aunt doing? <laughs> what is she doing? Why isn't she playing with me? But no, <laughs> there is a Futurama event for the third time in history that only I and Alex <laughs> can cover. So the impossible stream is here. <laughs> impossible stream. We didn't get an episode out. I feel like there's something there, something about the impossibility yeah, of streaming. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super curious to hear how you liked it because I know that you are a noted hater of this whole thing of uh, <laughs> we need something new, enough with the reboots, enough with just like regurgitating ideas from the 90s and 2000s. So I'm yes. like super curious to to see what you thought. Yes, yes. Well, we will get to that in the meantime. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I was describing my state of like increasing goblin mode as my partner has been <laughs> out of town for for 2 weeks and just like you know, slowly deteriorating, but that's fine. Yeah, good, good. I am and at I home, so it's, a, it's like a, a different kind of goblin mode to be in your childhood home, I think, where it's just like, yeah, yeah I just like kind of deteriorate and regress back into a younger version of myself as well. So yeah, parents are around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. You Barbie-heimed. Barbie Barbie-heimed. Not back to back, but I saw both thought both were good barbie was better than i expected and oppenheimer was worse than i expected but my <laughs> expectations were very high for oppenheimer and my expectations were like you know adequate for barbie so that was a thing yes, i know you yes. saw barbie how'd you like it yes i saw barbie it was the second margot robbie film i have seen like of the three movies that i have seen since 2019 second one containing margot <laughs> robbie and the other huh. one was bombshell back in fall of 2019 so and then spider verse is the third and Spider versus the third. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> I loved it. I loved Barbie so much. I thought it was so good. I went mm -hmm. with beloved friend of the pod, Jeremy. We dressed up. Jeremy really came through and brought us accessories that were pink. It was very fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, we had a very good time. It was a very good movie. I think Ryan Gosling is like maybe my favorite actor ever. Everything that he's in is he's both somehow like an A-list or maybe like B-list 
star. I don't know if he's like quite as big. I don't know if he has like total, you know, household name recognition, but he's a pretty big star. And like none of his movies are obnoxious. He's in like zero stupid action movies. He does. He has like a wide genre of like Blade Runner is awesome. La La Land is awesome. He's amazing in Barbie. I haven't seen Drive, but I hear Drive is great. Is it you um, who said there was going to be a Mandela effect where we all assume that there's just one Ryan in like five years and that Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling are going to be merged <laughs> into one? I think there's another one too. Who's the, who's the third Ryan? Mm, I don't remember. It's already I happening. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say Ryan Reynolds is in dumb is in dumb stuff, right? Like, yeah, I mean, Deadpool is fun, but that's in the category of like this is not truly amazing. The the other guys, I had no expectations for Barbie, and I thought it was so good. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you seen yeah. Francis Ha? Did I talk about this already? No. What is that? Francis Ha is a Greta Gerwig black and white movie from like 2014. That w- that's like right up my alley. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like indie hipster shit from New York, and it's amazing. I like literally had never seen anyone talk about it online. I had never seen the trailer for it. They were showing it at the Alamo for like the Greta Gerwig like they showed all of her movies because Barbie was also wearing. So I saw it, but like, I had no idea it was a thing. And it's, you know, an amazing movie. Nice. All right. Well, speaking of watching stuff, The Impossible (laughs) Stream. (laughs) What a segue. We are the professionals. I'm so curious. Uh, Are you, do you remain a hater? This was fine. This was (laughs) totally fine. And it was very replacement level Futurama, which honestly is better than I dared hope. I like it wasn't terrible. There was no moment where I was like, my God, get me out of here. I thought it was just fine. I think that it was like pretty similar maybe to some other episodes, like the single female lawyer of it all. But I think it was fine. What did you think? pretty much the same take as you except i think that that's like a massive win for the yes. for the show where yes. uh like already in this podcast we have watched you know two and a half seasons of futurama and our takeaway is like yeah this is fine but at the same time you know like 10 years ago we were like teenagers who were like oh my god futurama is the best thing ever yes and so i i really do feel like a this is fine episode on hulu is probably doing really great stuff for yeah. teenagers out there like yeah yeah I don't know I it, it's I was amazed at how just like seamless it was where it felt like an episode from 20 years ago right like it mm-hmm. felt like it fit in with the old stuff so perfectly there was like nothing that annoying about like shoehorning in modern day pop culture stuff mm-hmm. yeah I think that's right like I've seen a couple people comment on it on Twitter saying like that was pretty good so yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a win. Yeah, it was fine. The synopsis for it was Fry risks permanent insanity when he attempts to binge watch every TV show ever made. So yeah, yeah I think if I had like read that, I would have been like stupid premise, but it, it was fine. Just fine. Yeah. It, and it I mean, they definitely do probably a couple too many like we've been rebooted again. Isn't yeah. that silly? They do a couple too many of those. But I imagine that will like go away after the first one. And like that was really the only like obnoxious self-referential reference Mm -hmm. that that I could have done without. Yeah, there was a lot of that. I have the same note of like the number of times that they reference shows. It's like, oh, don't reboot them unless they have an excellent premise and like make sure you actually need to reboot them. And shows really should be rebooted three or four different times. And there was a lot of stuff about like Fulu will reboot anything. And so, yeah, quite self-referential, quite meta that way, but not so bad. 
Yeah, and the the Fulu of it all is very like that feels like a little bit like Modern Simpsons, where it's like Modern Simpsons needs to have like a fake Apple that yeah. you know, like fake um, uh, Apple computers and like fake this and fake that, and you know, it's all just so like timely and of the 2020s that Fulu definitely feels like that. But that was really the only thing I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing I had noted just before we get into the boob corner, because there is a cold open on this, so I think maybe we'll mm-hmm. start walking through it. But funny to me was that I don't know if it happened on Hulu, but on Disney Plus, there is a warning associated with this episode that says it contains intensely suggestive dialogue. Oh my God. I got to put a warning in front of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, talking so about suggestive. Uh, referencing intensely suggestive dialogue yeah i'm not even sure what that means <laughs> intensely um, suggestive yeah but yeah so if someone is listening to this and then goes and watches the episode again note what dialogue seems to be most intensely suggestive for us. <laughs> yeah i should have been writing it down i didn't notice anything that i found particularly shockingly suggestive yeah. but yeah. i did note right off the bat the animation so crisp and smooth <laughs> Yeah, I that was another thing that I kind of liked. At least it did not seem drastically different from the old stuff. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about The Simpsons being like super, what's the word? Like cold and like robotic. Like the thing that people love to point to is the opening sequences of like amazing animation back in the old days. And then now it's the it's the shot where Marge wheels around at the supermarket, like mm-hmm. in the old animation, or her hair like springs and bounces. And then mm-hmm. in the new one, she just like literally rotates like 90 yeah. degrees like a robot. <laughs> so yeah, I was glad that I didn't really notice any of any of that stuff in Futurama. Yeah, I didn't really notice it either. I felt like it just looked very like crisp and clean, but didn't kind of look heartless. And and I feel like I kind of forgot about it very quickly. So I think maybe that's a testament to that, that they didn't go so overboard with it. But yeah, the thing I voices did Voices are a little different. The voices, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Like the professor's lab notes are what we open up with. And they said like, we've been frozen for an unknown length of time. I've been tunneling through time in search of Fry and Leela, only to find them, whatever. They're suffering from a case of extreme old. And I just said, he, his voice sounds so old. Yeah. I mean, what are you, like, uh, same thing with The Simpsons, right? Like, Marge sounds like a different person. Yes, I did think for for our purposes here, I would go to the Futurama Wiki for the last episode of this, just to give us a little context. (laughs) Yes, right. So the cold open is like a direct after, uh, or like sequel, or uh, it comes directly after the, the, yeah, the finale. Yes. And so did you look this up at all? What happened at the end of the last episode? I had seen, I had remember seeing what happened at the end of the last episode, you know, years and years and years ago. So yeah. I had like a little bit of a frame of reference. Yeah. So I think I've seen this, but I honestly can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode, yeah. but <laughs> basically Fry and Leela are the only ones not stopped in time in the last episode, which was called Meanwhile. It's after Fry proposes to Leela, he breaks one of Professor Farnsworth's inventions in such a way as to stop the passage of time for everyone but the two of them. Very sweet ending where they reflect on their time together. And Leela says, like, I was never lonely, not even for a minute. And then they went full dog mode. They went full brother mode. We're getting all of the feelings. Yeah. And so basically the professor eventually finds them and says, 
I've been tunneling around looking for you. And Fry's like, oh, I just couldn't fix this thing. And so the professor fixes it and says, okay, we can send you back in time, but you'll have no memory of anything that happened after this button was invented. And so they decide like, what do you say? Like, let's give it one more go around, which is very cute. And we yeah. get that line directly at the beginning of this episode of like, what do you say? Should we start again? Like, yes, let's give it one more go around. Yeah, I thought that was a cute cold open. And then like smashing right to the credits from that was was fun. Yeah. Yeah, very cute. Um, and I, like, I, I really bought them as like a cute old couple of like, what do you say? Like, want to go around again? Like, yeah, I do. Let's do it. So yeah. very cute. I think I'd be tired. Be like, ah. Yes. <laughs> I forget it. Just forget the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was very happy that the credits were not altered, like seemingly in any way. I was curious to see if Boop Corner was going to do something different, if they were going to have, you know, I was kind of I was kind of expecting them to have a scene from the pilot in Boo Corner of like Fry falling into the machine or something because now that's yeah. like you know ancient animation. Right. <laughs> but no, they just did some old ass Looney Tunes thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get Bender. I think says like, did someone switch the universe off and on or something? And it's like it'll never happen again. We're back, baby. And the caption is like they do like a Hulu Rama. It turns into Futurama, and it says Avenged. And then the yeah. cartoon. Boop, daddies. I just wrote Felix. And it says here. That's that, dancing? Yeah, this is Ain't She Sweet by Fleischer Studios. Ain't She Sweet. Yes, which is something. <laughs> <laughs> Fleischer Studios. It says Lillian Roth sings and dances the title song with a bouncing ball. The cats burn dance. I'll have a fine time. From 1932. Animation studio in New York, New York. Look at that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. located in the, according to Google, it's located in the M&M store in uh, Times Square. <laughs> uh, Tragic. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the Futurama wiki, for anyone wondering, has not been updated. There's just a brief little summary here. So nothing on uh, the relationship between any characters or anything problematic that Alex needs to fix. So. like green pastures for all you listeners, like go out there and you can really be the, the driving force behind the online yeah. discourse. Because like we certainly only... are not going to be doing this. <laughs> of course not. We're barely even here. Oh my God. Why does anyone <laughs> listen to this? <laughs> We're so negative. It's fine. We'll try to do better. No. Good news, everyone. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I thought it was, I was very pleased. I would watch, yes, yes. I would watch the the second episode over whatever, whatever from 2003. But we can we'll, do that. We'll we can discuss. do it. We'll have to discuss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. All right. So, the professor's new wrinkle cream has arrived and he's revealed that like there's been a disruption in the flow of time. He doesn't know if we're older, if we're younger, but it turns out it is the year 3023, very apropos. Mm -hmm. And everyone has been frozen for like 10 years or something. And Fry is just immediately freaking out because he has spent now 23 years in the future. That's crazy. Yes. I mean, so Fry is should be in his 40s now, right? Like if he was yeah. if he was a teenager or in his early 20s. Yeah, I think it was like 25 or something. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that's a that's a somebody should be fired for this blunder of like acknowledging <laughs> that that 23 years have passed and yet every character is, is the same. Yeah, true. He's like 48 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I mean, I guess it's the future. Maybe they can all look the same. He's got that yeah, botulism cream or whatever. Amy was the only one I thought didn't sound like herself. I didn't even notice. I thought I thought the professor was the worst, but I mean, Amy, yeah. I think only has like one or two lines. Yeah. Amy sounded like a whole new boy, voice actor to me versus hmm. the professor just Maybe sounded it old. Is, <laughs> is yeah. she or did it was the deal that they all held out until all the voice actors got on board? A new voice actor for Amy's father. 
Yeah, no, it's the same, I think. Same person. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was, I think I remember, again, this is like total speculation and again, like extremely unprofessional and unprepared. But I think I remember hearing that like one of the conditions for doing the new series was that all of the voice actors like wanted everyone to be back and would hold out until they got everyone back. Yeah, no, it looks like the same person has always been Amy. Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, so... Fry basically he's freaking out because he's achieved nothing and so he's like I have mm-hmm. to set a goal for myself and relatable <laughs> honestly <laughs> so tragic um, so he wants to set a goal for himself and it seems like because obviously they've gone back to before the time machine thing was invented it seems like Fry and Leela are not in any sort of romantic anything but I don't know there's definitely like fondness there they're like I I think I interpreted again I watched this episode like four or five days ago but uh, so I don't know for sure, but I interpreted it as they were together, but maybe I was misreading things. Yeah, I think they're true. Yeah, I guess they're a couple seemingly, but not married yet. I don't know. Yeah. Because she's talking about like, oh, we should support him. And then later on, she's talking about like, I will support you in a sort of a couple sort of way. So yeah, I think yeah. they're together, but not married. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of like cutting edge analysis you can expect from us. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Okay, so... Fry decides he's going to watch every TV show ever made. Yes, that's the goal that he sets. Have you ever had like any sort of like completionist uh, mindset like that? Of like, oh, (laughs) I really want to. Yeah. (laughs) I think I used to be more like that. I'm definitely not now. Where now I'm like, the show is not working for me. I can stop watching it. Futurama having been a good example. (laughs) I didn't feel the need to go back and watch the new episodes. I was hanging out with somebody a few years ago who was like, we have to watch all of them. And so I watched Mm -hmm. the episodes I hadn't seen at that time because he was like that. But yeah, no, I am not. I don't think I'm really like that, especially now. But yeah, what about you? The... A thing that happens in Lost is that Desmond reads every Charles Dickens novel except for one that he's saving until like the last until he's dying. So it can be like the last thing he reads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always thought, oh, wouldn't that be nice to have read every Charles Dickens novel? And like, what a what a weird, quirky thing for someone to do this day and age. But so I like I've read, the Dorrit like, book that he wants to save for his death. He's saving okay. our mutual friend. I don't know what okay. the Dorrit book is. Okay, doesn't he have like a book of something Dorrit? I don't know, but as a result, I've uh, I've read Little a couple Dorit. of Charles Dickens book, but I have not read Little Dorrit. Maybe I'll save Little Dorrit for my last one. There you go. In honor we can podcast, podcast about it on our deathbeds. Coincidentally, the uh, main character is named Amy. So hey, look at that, Amy, yeah. little Amy Dorrit, little Amy Dorrit. <laughs> oh God, yes, another appearance of the Hypnotoad, Mac Raining's favorite <laughs> character. Yeah, did not feel like shoehorned in again I was like something that I've been nervous about for this uh season is like hey we're just gonna do an episode with like everyone's favorite side characters so there's gonna be robot Santa and there's gonna be mom and there's gonna be zap and like gotta get hypnotoad in there but like I don't know the the old show did that and like you know these characters would pop up for one second and then disappear so I did not feel like that was pan you know it was pandering to have hypnotoad or anything I agree yeah well utilized they yeah. ask Leela if she's going to stop this, which I guess shouts out more of the fact that they're together. And mm-hmm. they're like, come on, Hermes, can't you crush his dreams? Oh, true. They even say, you're not potting off that girlfriend duty onto me. So, <laughs> God, this is why we can't wait more than a day. Massive misread by Lindsay. God. <laughs> Early in the episode. 
a disaster uh-huh. yes so fry's already watched a lot of stuff including how i met your schmizmar we have not yet talked about <laughs> schmizmar as on the podcast but coming up <laughs> yeah i don't know what that is well okay <laughs> it's kiff related okay uh, yeah i wrote down a bunch of joke show names a bunch went by very quickly and they were funny uh i really liked the reappearance of what used to be the scary door but is now called <laughs> the scary mirror yeah show that's slightly different from other shows a creepy story about a book is now about an e-reader that is too greasy to hold <laughs> <laughs> yeah facetime from the devil a guy yes, gets turned yes. into siri just all sorts of classic black mirror shenanigans Yes, from now on, I'll be asking the stupid questions like, what's the weather right outside my window? (laughs) Have we gone over our Black Mirror takes? We have not. I don't have a lot of Black Mirror takes, but we have a few. Have you seen it? So I saw most of the first season. I saw the like very controversial first episode, The Pig. I saw I've seen the one that's called like Crocodile Tears or something like that. The one that's like in Iceland, Mm -hmm. I think. I actually Uh, haven't seen that one because I heard it was terrible. Really? I feel like everyone talks about that one and I can't remember why. Mm. <laughs> it really stuck <laughs> with me. But I've seen that one. I've seen, yeah, like, and I saw the one that comes to me all the time is the one with the, like, when they put the chip in the kid's head so they can't see anything scary. And then the mom is like monitoring uh, scary content on the iPad. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Good one. Yeah. I, I've seen the one where it's like there's an American Idol situation, but the the scene that sticks out to me is that the guy is like trapped in his or is in his like tiny zero window apartment or whatever. And like all sorts of advertisements are uh, playing on the on the wall and he's like having a mental breakdown. And he like closes his eyes and all the advertisements pause and like giant sirens say like you must keep your eyes open to watch the advertisements. Uh. Um, and I always think about how I was advocating for that for I was saying back when movie pass was being reannounced. They were coming out with like, yeah, here's like new movie pass. We're going to scan your eyeballs to make sure you're watching our ads. And then if you watch our ads, you'll get like credits towards movies. And I was like, uh-huh. this is great. I Anything to make movie pass reappear in my life, I will do. Please scan my eyeballs. And I, I am 100% sure that. we talked about this on the Simpsons pod because I remember you <laughs> yeah. saying you were like all in on the like watching your eyeballs. Totally fun. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Um, but by and large, I think Black Mirror is pretty bad there are a couple of really good episodes i really like the star trek episode but uh i think most ap- episodes are laughably bad in the ways <laughs> that uh futurama is mocking here of just like really basic concepts that uh-huh. are played off as like oh my god <laughs> a phone call from the devil is now a facetime from the devil the devil's yeah. part is the same <laughs> <laughs> so good yes all right, so this is when we kind of start getting more into the like stuff gets canceled all the time. All my circuits was canceled three or four times, and its final fi- final season was ten years ago. And Fry's gonna sit down and watch it, and it's thirteen thousand episodes long. <laughs> yes, uh, it seems reasonable for like a uh, for a soap opera. I, I truly don't know how soap soap operas do what they do. Me either, honestly. Like you hear about people, and it's like, how many episodes did they do on this TV show when they were there? And it's like, oh, they did like seven thousand episodes of All My Children or whatever. Should we do that? I'm sure there are some, you know, millennials podcasting about All My Children from twenty years ago. But that's an interesting podcast idea of trying to be All My Children completionists. <laughs> honestly, I was very into Days of Our Lives when I was like seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like inappropriately young to be watching soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was Passions. I watched that for a little bit. I feel like there's got to be like a Passions podcast. I see when I was like seven, I was watching like, 
I guess not seven. When I was like 14, the thing that I was embarrassed by is like, oh, I'm still watching like SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents or something. Mm-hmm. And that was like my secret, uh, secret television shame was like you watching soap operas. Were you shamed by this? Or did you do it in uh, secret because it was like taboo? I, I was like so young. I didn't know to be ashamed of watching it. But yeah. then like watching Passions, I feel like a lot of people were watching it, but it was like, yeah, I guess like a guilty pleasure a little bit. But that show was so weird that it was like, yeah. we have to keep watching. Like, there I don't was think a I've doll... seen a single episode in a witch like the doll wow. was like a, yeah it was the whole thing anyway what a passion yeah right i think that's the name of the town maybe can't remember mm-hmm. anyway fry says that he'll never be able to watch enough tv to make layla proud of him and then for some reason <laughs> and i don't really understand why they suggest it to him given that this seems pretty dangerous they're like oh we have a technology that lets you watch all the episodes in one continuous stream and you like strap on goggles that drill into your brain and you have, to <laughs> have like a still suit and yeah yeah just like you're like entombed in this television suit yes yeah and it's weird because they're like oh yeah if you like keep this in forever you eventually start losing touch with reality and like why is anyone doing this yeah it made me i think i told the story of uh i got like an oculus for free and used it one time and when i used it i just watched an episode of better call Saul sitting on my bed but in the like virtual theater and and, like i could look around and be like oh i'm like in a I'm in a big theater and like, look, there's like a pretty lake behind the, the TV. Um, <laughs> I seem to recall you then feeling bad about yourself because you were like, this is not good for me to be able to just like have this next to my eyeballs lying in my bed. I mean, it certainly feels, yeah, unhealthy, but then also just the sad <laughs> image of sitting in a bed with a screen taped to your face watching Better Call Saul. <laughs> yes. yes, I watched the ad for that new, the Apple Vision or whatever. Oh, yeah goggles and i feel like i am not their target demographic because i was watching it and they were like get more out of sports and they had that like it was like you can watch (laughs) formula one while watching the game and then it like brings up stats on one side and then they're like and also here are the odds on the side i was like i'm completely overwhelmed and overstimulated by this already (laughs) and it's not even strapped to my face yet i'm shocked that get more on sports did not appeal to you (laughs) Did not appeal to me in any way where I was like, I need to be watching two sports at once and they're like statistics flashing at me. (laughs) Not good. Not good. It was like five different windows happening. I was like, I can't handle this. Uh. I am in like 2016 when I taught at rich private schools, we had like I taught in computer science and much to my chagrin, a lot of that was just like demoing cool tech to get people interested in the field which is valid but like i was more like hey let's learn about dykstra's algorithm and it's like like you know um, <laughs> Dewey so were... system. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but we had a bunch of these like state of the art at the time like ar systems and stuff and it was very cool back then so i don't know if it will ever actually take off and i like have literally never seen this was a microsoft hololens i've never seen anyone in the in the world wear one of these or own one of these or talk about these so like i don't know if they'll ever actually become popular but they could do some cool stuff yeah yeah i have never heard of such a thing and will not be buying anything imminently (laughs) three thousand dollar thing to strap your face yeah yeah, uh, I did like the line when Fry starts, wa- starts watching all my circuits. And it's like, Calculon, you weren't due back from the time travel convention until yesterday. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I think one of the things that made this episode feel not like a 2020s like reference fest was that this just kind of felt like a or like the the shows that Fry is watching feel like 
soap operas from the 2000s, right? It's yeah. like, it just feels like old school stuff and it's not just overburdened by trying to do modern things. I agree. I think that's one of the challenges with The Simpsons that this doesn't have to deal with in the same way where it's like, we're already doing like wacky future stuff. You don't have to be like adhering yeah. to what's current, you know? So. Yeah, that's a good point. So, all right. So months are going by. Fry is streaming without a single break. <laughs> and Fry's feeble mind is overpowered by the binge and he is losing touch with reality. And if the show ends, then he'll be severed from the universe. And then this part was a little bit weird where they were like, much like Leela's ponytail. And then the professor chops off her ponytail. This was kind of a non sequitur. I did laugh when he makes like a hat out of the ponytail yes. and is is wearing it. Um, As a thinking that cap. Felt like, yes, exactly. Let me put on my thinking cap and puts on Leela's ponytail. That was funny, but I agree. It's yes. like a little bit weird. Yes, a little bit, but it did make me laugh. And then Leela puts on the thinking cap and it's just like her ponytail. So, and then yeah. I think she has it again for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yes. And so this is, again, we get very meta where TV shows don't come back after 10 years. It's like, don't worry, Fulu will. They bring back anything. And they go and meet with the Fulu executives and convince them to bring back all my circuits. Yeah, I actually didn't mind this as much. Like the stuff that I was rolling my eyes at were like the winky jokes of like earlier in the episode of like... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any written down, but them talking about like, oh, like this thing's been canceled four times and yeah. now it's back or whatever. Like yes. that winky stuff is annoying, but like literally the plot being let's re- reboot a TV show, I think is fun to do as a yeah. rebooted TV show. Yeah. And I mean, not a real spoiler for the Barbie movie, but since it's top of mind for both of us, it feels <laughs> a bit like that of like mocking the Mattel executives. Like, yeah. you know, we're doing something here uh, yeah. and they're, they're in on it a bit. So they greenlight the project because there's been like a one viewer uptick in buying merch and <laughs> it is revealed that Calculon is also dead. So they're going to have to bring him back because everything is negotiable. But like, I don't, I wasn't aware that Calculon was dead. So I don't know if we see that on screen. Probably. Mm, probably. Yeah. 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 So Fry has two episodes left. So they need to start turning out hour long episodes every hour <laughs> forever. And I did yes. like this line. If Law and Order can do it, so can you. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. This is definitely shades of animating live is a terrible strain on the animator's wrist. Yes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very good. I have a friend and it was one of the most unhinged things I had ever heard. She rewatched, or I don't know if rewatched, but she binged all of the episodes of Law and Order SVU. Wow, that's another interesting podcast. Yes, I have to imagine it took her a number of years, but who knows? <laughs> This is a huge non sequitur, but did I pitch to you my new podcast idea? It's not Hugh Jackman related. I was just going to say, is it Hugh Jackpot? But go ahead. No, this is magic related, like magic. The, the gathering. The, no, not the gathering, the, <laughs> the verb or the okay. act. I didn't I didn't say this already. No. Nope. OK, right, this, is a, this is a great idea. Okay. <laughs> this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Laura and I like subscribed to this service that is like you can get cheap tickets to stuff that didn't sell out so whatever shows don't sell out and you're a part of the service so you can get those tickets for like five dollars we went to a magic show because this was one of the things that was on the service it was like 200 tickets we never would have done that otherwise but we got it for like five bucks and it was like cool and it was interesting and it was fun we thought and so we came back and we were like oh that was fun and then we saw that the show is listed. The guy does like a million shows. He does the show like every single day. And the show is listed on this service like every single day. And we thought, 
And the show is also like very interactive where he does like lots of crowd work. Mm. Everyone like puts their name on a card and he does tricks with the cards and stuff. And like, you know, you uh, go do this or go do that. Or, oh, you, what what name am I thinking of? Like, you know, he's interacting with the crowd all the time. And we thought, what if we just show up to every show he every does day. for like a straight month and just like one, see how he reacts to try to figure out the magic. And then see three, see if the show like collapses as he you know, as we know more and more of his secrets and he has to like work around that and then <laughs> talk to him about this that guy's <laughs> yeah. I was the worst audience member Cirque du Soleil ever <laughs> yeah. had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Do you think he would like mess him up or you think he would like kick you out? What do you think would happen? I don't know. That's, I listen to the podcast and find out, right? Like that's so. a yeah. compelling podcast. Coming every day for a month seems like quite a nightmare. Maybe a week would be good. Yeah, but I would do it. You know, we've done worse stuff for podcasts. <laughs> we watch every Treehouse of Horror episode. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I don't know exactly why I have written low stakes embezzling. I'm sure it was a line that I don't remember the context of, but I, I don't have that one. I have a random slurm ad is like yeah. before the before the real ads run. Yes, yeah, Slurms McKenzie is nearly dead. He does appear, and then. Yeah. They that one felt a little pandering of yes, like a here's a bit. here's a classic character yes but fry's now streaming at double speed and so they show what it looks like <laughs> to him and this was definitely targeted at people like me who yes were, were you at 2x and yes. i was watching it on, i was watching on 1.5 and so i was like this is out of control <laughs> yeah i i was very curious about that i'm a i'm a 1x only kind of guy but i know that you 2x stuff and so i was laughing at yeah like a good scene and a half is played at 2x in the episode and so you know that's that 4x for all of the 2xers generally i'm not like i watch stuff at higher than 1x kind of person i'm definitely a podcast at 2x person but very i really only will watch if i'm like oh shit i gotta watch this thing for a podcast yeah so here we are Uh, it was designed (laughs) to punish me (laughs) (laughs) And so Calculon says that like any robot actor of his caliber can act far faster than even the fastest human. And they just have to direct at double speed and yell everything faster. And they start blaming these lazy writers for dying, doing <laughs> what they hated. And I thought the timing on this was quite apropos. Yes. 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 I thought this was a very clever idea of we have robots. And so robots can film, can act twice as fast. And so we can film mm-hmm. at 2x and then slow it down. And now we have like double the content in half the time. Yeah. I thought that was very clever. I agree. I thought that was very good. Yes, very much so. Very clever. And they, but they, they do run into problems because of the writers and Calculon <laughs> certainly can't ad lib, but Bender offers to do it. He's like, any idiot can be a TV writer. And they say, many <laughs> are. And Bender's like, hello, Writers Guild. So lots of shout out to the Writers Guild. Obviously, we could not be producing this uh, content without them and without the actors. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and thankfully, this is not a scripted podcast. Otherwise, we'd be uh, scabs. Exactly. And we would never. So we would not be in violation of uh, any union that would want us to be a part of it. So- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, how good could that be? But yes. <laughs> Bender is shouting a lot about like he's adding in lines of Bender being great. He argues for less nuance. He wants things to be faster and faster. And the execubots eventually come down and cancel the show. Yeah, I do love the execubots. The execubots like burst in and they have some constructive notes and cancel the show. Yes. Yes, exactly. They say it's very hard for me to say we love everything about the show and that's why it's canceled. <laughs> You'll always be an important part of the Fulu family. Yeah, I, I, this is definitely like shots at Netflix, you know, canceling their beloved shows a season or two yes. in. Yes. Do you have a particularly painful one of those? 
No, I mean, sex education is ending this year, but I think that mm. was largely an issue of people having outgrown the show and they had to take like a two year break because of COVID and stuff. So yeah, yeah but I don't know. I what was are bummed they, what about are the examples? the OA, which was like a, you know, lost mystery box type right. show. I know people were upset about that. Like, what was the the dark one? The one that's, oh yeah, uh, like nineteen eighty nine or eighteen ninety nine. Dark or... on on a boat. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Netflix really did kind of shoot themselves in the foot in my case there, where I watched like the first two episodes and then they announced it was canceled, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I, I'm not going to watch any of that anymore. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So they decide to kidnap the actors, bring them back, and they're going to slowly transition Fry's vision from streaming to the real world. And they're going to perform <laughs> live in front of him. And so they're slowly like decreasing the opacity of his viewing goggles, which also reminded me very much of these Apple Vision things. <laughs> sure. Not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and so they're bringing it back to reality but then this was the kind of the part that i was like oh this is the only stupid part probably for me but fry like catches on fire and then amy throws battery acid on him and he just like bursts into flame and there are ashes everywhere and leela says she killed him by encouraging his hopes and dreams yeah like a little bit unnecessary it's like revealed fry just like walks out of the next room and it's like oh i was just like out of the suit for the past week oh. kind of takes the takes the wind out of the whole episode so i, I I had a note about the the episode that they're performing in front of Fry where some good lines about does this love triangle have a r- room for one more vertex? Technically, yes. <laughs> a love tetrahedron. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fry says he was catching up on his reading, which is also actually a line that they ended what we do in the shadows with last season, where oh. they're like, What they were like, what are you gonna do now? And he was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna catch up on my reading for the next like 20 years or so. So very very common trope right now, apparently. <laughs> So Leela says she'll never be supportive again. She couldn't get through, or Fry couldn't get through the last couple episodes because the writing and executive producing <laughs> really went downhill. So. Yeah, really calling out Bender and, and Leela and crew. Yes, and tacit support for the Writers Guild, let's yeah. say. Yes. And so these are the dangers of streaming television. And there's like a hearing that Fry is speaking at, like seemingly a Senate hearing or something, congressional hearing. And he's you talking about all this up. I have no memory. Oh, <laughs> you didn't see this at, at the end of the episode? Oh, I did. Yeah. Nixon's there, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they say, like, don't reboot the show if the quality isn't going to be there. Viewers must binge responsibly. No more and no less than 10 episodes in a row. And any show must be canceled every few years. <laughs> what's the what's the biggest binge you've done? Right after my master's degree, I had a couple months before I started a new job and I watched like five seasons of Gilmore Girls in a matter of weeks and I remember just like closing the curtains and it just being a situation of like oh my god this is bad this is really bad (laughs) like days went by and I just simply didn't stop I also watched The Office in an alarming rate Mm -hmm. when that was something that I had discovered but yeah probably that Gilmore Girls one it was where like I got to a point where I was like I need to go get a job like I thought I should take a couple months off (laughs) this is bad this is really bad not sustainable (laughs) Mm-hmm. yeah what about you i remember i did a like legit day-long binge of new arrested development when that came out on netflix yes. and new stranger things season two i remember i was over at a friend's house for like eight of the episodes or something and then how i met your mother is one that sticks out as mm-hmm. like oh i did like six seasons over the course of you know two months or something yeah and then i mean as a child you know it, the whole life was just 
just watching television increasingly <laughs> often. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm skipping over what the second episode is called for right now, but I see that episode three of the synopsis says Bender and the crew go west to join the Bitcoin mining rush. And I feel like that already feels <laughs> a little dated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with like things that feel annoyingly modern. Bitcoin certainly seems to be falling in that category. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Next one looks good though. Next one doesn't look obnoxious. It's like, why do I have a tab open for Little Dorrit? Wow, we really go quite a <laughs> quite a journey here. Uh, yeah, what's next week's episode called? It, assuming uh, we next... watched episode two, what would that be called? Yeah, so episode two is Children of a Lesser Bog. Amy and Kiff's children emerge from an alien swamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that seems good. Probably what... probably zap shenanigans in there too. Yes, should we watch that next? What would you prefer? I'm. What's our next old school one? So in the next old school one. I believe is a sad one. Oh yeah, the next one is the bird bot of Ice Catraz. We had a whole long thing. Oh yeah, that could be. <laughs> yeah, and then the one after that is the Luck of the Fryrish. Ah, classic. Okay. Yes. Well, I do know that Luck of the Fryrish is very good, or I enjoyed it back yes. in the day. So I would like to get to that eventually. It seems like Hulu is just airing these weekly. There's two out right now. There's another that comes out on August seventh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm down with either. What do you want to do? So I, here's the thing. I will have garbage internet for the next two weeks because I will be mm-hmm. at the cottage. So I would propose we take two weeks off and we do a mid-season check-in on new Futurama where we do like a high-level recap of the halfway point of this new season. Is that four episodes? How, what's halfway? Yes. So we will it, we'll okay. be up to episode five in the new season. And I say we watch those four and talk about them. Okay. And that's for our next podcast. Because that's in, in two weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> okay. Four. I don't know if I like that, honestly. You don't like that? We don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, just because I, I do feel like the new episodes deserve some some real breathing like some breathing room. People are probably excited to go over them. I, I, I worry that people would be disappointed if we like skim over the new yeah, stuff. Okay. I think we should just jump back and forth of let's okay. do let's do one of the old ones and then we can jump back to one of the new ones and then people can also write in and let us know what they want to do like if they really want us talking about the new stuff sure we can do that or if they want us to get to you know good old episodes like what priors we can also do that yes that works for me all right sounds good yes right in tell us looking at you mike yes mike our boy mike i wanted to say so apple podcast reviews we lost a review which i don't even know how that happened maybe they were like (laughs) stricken from the apple ecosystem they got banned so we were down to 15 but then we got back up to 16 we got uh ninja chicken on fire i told us they're the biggest fan they did the meme of if pot of tomorrow has a million fans and i am one of them etc etc um (laughs) so yeah thanks for the review and then if you want to get in, con- in contact with us, tell us what you want to listen to in terms of new episodes. And you can do that at pod of, pod of tomorrow at gmail.com or at pod of tomorrow on Twitter slash X. Oh, yeah, true. You hear about this? You <laughs> yes, about I this? thought. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you seeing this? Have you heard this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's all I got. Enjoy the Great. precious family memories at, at the thank cabin. You. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And we will be back after a brief hiatus, but... We'll be back and I will have a good microphone then. Yes. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.